Did you know these five weird presidential facts? Number one, Gerald Ford was a male model for Cosmo magazine before he enlisted in the Navy to fight in World War II. Number two, Warren G. Harding bet and lost a set of priceless White House china. Number three, Teddy Roosevelt was known to carry a lock of Abe Lincoln's hair and a locket-style ring. Number four, maybe you'd heard that Grover Cleveland had been a hangman while he was sheriff of Erie County. He personally saw to the hangings of two men. And last but not least, number five of our weird presidential facts, Andrew Johnson. He had once been apprenticed to a tailor as a boy, and as a result, he made all of his own suits in and out of office. Welcome to the Lore of the South. Lore of the South. Thought we'd pop in and give y'all a little Southern quickie for President's Day. Our regular episodes come out every other week, so this is a little three-day weekend bonus for y'all. I have to tell y'all how much I've enjoyed researching these little stories I get to share. I got so bored in school with everyday lectures, but I still loved history and science, and I loved doing projects. Projects allowed me to combine learning and creativity, and I feel like that's what I'm getting to do here for y'all. I hope y'all are enjoying what you hear, and if you are, please subscribe, rate, and review. Your positive reviews will bring our podcast to more listeners. So in today's quickie, we're going to visit a presidential ghost roadshow. I'm going to share with y'all five ghost stories about three Southern-born presidents. We're going to start with the father of our country himself, George Washington. Washington passed away at the age of 65 in his home, Mount Vernon, after a short illness where he was probably very nearly murdered by his well-meaning physicians. If you want to learn more about his death, I highly recommend you check out the Dollop podcast. They have an entire episode dedicated to Washington's death. There's even a clean version, but I digress. Like I was saying, Washington died at home. Seven years after his death, a Boston politician by the name of Josiah Quincy III comes to Mount Vernon to visit George Washington's nephew. Bushrod Washington. Bushrod warns the visiting politician that Uncle George is known to grant interviews with some guests. He tells Quincy all of this while showing him to GW's old bedchamber, the room that the first president passed away in. This room is where Quincy was to stay during his visit. Quincy later tells his son of the trip and admitted to seeing Washington's ghost and how the current owners of Mount Vernon gave him a guided tour of Washington's tomb. And in the tomb, there was a velvet cloth that covered the late president's casket. It was all in tatters, because sightseers were snipping pieces of the shroud for souvenirs. And this degradation of the founder's funerary finery is what had stirred up Washington's ghost. The ghost appeared to thwart souvenir seekers. I hope Quincy heeded the warning and didn't snip any of GW's velvet. Next on the Presidential Ghost Roadshow is old Tommy J. Jefferson famously died on 4th of July, 1826, at the age of 83. His best friend and oftentimes rival, John Adams, died a mere five hours later at the age of 90. How wild is it 
that the two men who brought about the Declaration of Independence died on the same day that the document was originally signed 50 years before. Okay, now back to Jefferson's ghost. Witnesses claim that his ghost remains most musical. Disembodied whistling can be heard in the gardens of Monticello. Like Jefferson is just still taking a walk, an afternoon stroll, whistling away centuries after his death. In the White House, violin music can be heard coming from the Yellow Oval Room. Married Todd Lincoln once remarked, My, my, how that Mr. Jefferson does play that violin. Here's an aside about Lincoln's widow. She was a spiritualist and was always looking for signs of ghosts and for evidence of an afterlife, especially after the deaths of three of her four children. Add the assassination of her husband to that, and you get the middle conundrum that was Mary Todd Lincoln. The last attraction on the Presidential Ghost Roadshow is old Hickory himself, Andrew Jackson. One day he's going to have an entire episode to himself. This man was wild as hell. He's become a villain in American history, but he is still one of the most interesting and at times comical of dead presidents. Jackson's ghost is famously seen storming the hallways of the Andrew Jackson Hotel in New Orleans. Seeing a ghost is an odd enough experience. What makes this even more odd of an occurrence is the fact that the Andrew Jackson Hotel wasn't built until 1890. Jackson died 45 years before the hotel was open. So now let's investigate what had previously been on the site. Before the hotel, it had been a Catholic boarding school and orphanage for boys, which burned down. Then, throughout most of the 1800s, it was a federal courthouse. It was in this courthouse that Jackson was charged and indicted and famously fined $1,000 for contempt of court and obstruction of justice. I can imagine this would have set off that hair-trigger temper Jackson had been famous for. So even though the courthouse is long gone, maybe he is still stomping and storming in the courthouse's old footprint. His ghost is also known to still reside in the White House, where again, he will be heard stomping and swearing in the halls. His gruff laughter can even be heard coming from behind closed doors of his former bedroom, the Rose Room. Mary Todd Lincoln, again with the Mary Todd Lincoln, who held regular seances in the White House and was a firm believer that Jackson's ghost was still in residence. She believed he was embittered over losing the election to John Quincy Adams, and that's why his ghost refused to move on. Harry Truman also famously wrote about hearing disembodied footsteps in the hallways. He'd often hear them while up late at night and alone in the Oval Office, working on matters of foreign affairs and writing speeches. He also reported hearing knocks on his bedroom door. He'd open the door and find no one there. He'd hear movement and footsteps in adjoining rooms, go to investigate, only to find their rooms empty. Was it Andrew Jackson's ghost disrupting the peace of his former home? Who knows? And thank you for joining us for the Southern Quickie. Hope you enjoy these presidential ghost stories and your 3D weekend if you got one. Join us next week for a regular episode. Remember to rate and review, subscribe, and share with a friend. 
And if you have a personal or family story that you would like to share, please email me at lorethesouth at gmail.com. Also look for us on social media. I nearly always share pictures to go along with the stories I share. Talk to y'all later on Lore of the South.